Okay, here we are, another week separated from our last show, and uh, it's been a busy week, crazy week, uh, and I know, well, this is, you're listening to Porter County Buzz, 103.1 FM, and uh, this is one of your hosts, Greg Sims, one of my other hosts, somewhere in La La Land is Andy Bozek. I Hello, am living Andy. in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> You're way into La La. That, that's, what I've, uh, that's what I heard. <laughs> and, and, and you know, somebody was saying it the other night when we thought you'd be at the, uh, the Elf's Junior production at the Memorial Opera House. We had a seat right in front waiting for you, and, and it just didn't happen. We were a little disappointed. But I guess, you know, in life there's a bunch of disappointments, but we get through it. I got a co-host with one of them. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know. The people already know. But anyways. Uh, no, but I heard it was a great event, and I really uh, I really wish we could have went. It's just with, with all these kids and all these sports and different, you know, concerts and choirs and everything. I got three kids in separate choirs, man. It's a lot of work. Well, you know, I've got kids, too, but they're, you know, mine are 28 and 30. and uh, Your kids have kids. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But anyways, uh, no, it was a it was a great production, and I tell you, if people have a chance to go, there is a uh, you know so young kids doing it. They do the whole production. It's part of their limelight program and everything. It's really cool, and they've got an elf uh, that just steals the show. He is the oh, funniest, awesome. awesomest uh, ham you know you've ever seen, <laughs> and it just it, it makes it so enjoyable. And he's like infectious. People laugh and enjoy it, and the other elves see him do stuff, and they kind of emulate it. It is this kid is gonna, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in 20 years from now we see him in some kind of a comedy movie kind of a thing, and it, it's neat to see it. It's fun. I mean, that's the whole idea. It's is he a local kid then? He's, he's from the community. Oh yeah, they're all local. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. But it's it's just one of the other wonderful things that we know the Opera House does, and uh, and I know you'll get to a show soon. It, it's it, you know, I always have you know make fun of it and stuff, but it's all it's all good, it's all good. Uh, but anyways, uh, you had some light show again this weekend too. I yeah, actually, interestingly enough, uh, I got a call last week from the, the NWI Times, and they wanted to interview me and kind of uh, and my family um, and talk about the lights. And they did. Uh, we talked for like 35, 40 minutes, and so Friday comes along, and I just happened to message him, and I'm like, hey, so when's uh, when's the article going to be in the paper? I just kind of want to look for it. He goes, it's going to be on the cover of the Sunday. T- uh, NWI Times. I was like, no way! So yeah, that came out, which was really, really cool. The kids were all excited, and they had their names in the paper and stuff. So (laughs) that was Sunday, this past Sunday, and we had a great, I mean, Sunday night. I mean, it's probably one of our busiest nights so far this year, so um, it really helped drive some traffic here, too, and collect some donations for the Caring Place. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. But I I do have an upcoming event I'd like to mention, if you don't mind. Yeah. I do, but go ahead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this Thursday, um, September, or excuse me, December fifteenth, um, from five to six thirty, five p.m. to six thirty, at our house, the Bozak Family Christmas Lights, and that's two five nine Lake Park Road in Burns Harbor. Um, we're going to have Santa's going to come. Mrs. Claus will be here. Um, we're going to have free hot chocolate, free candy canes. I'm going to be doing free photos with Santa and Mrs. Claus. And then the real cool thing that we got going—I mean, it's always cool to have Santa and Mrs. Claus, but. Uh, we also have the Grinch coming, and uh, he's going to be causing mischief and taking pictures, too. So you come on down. Um, the Caring Place, the Amanda Forum, they will both be out here representing, um, collecting donations, talking to people. You know, um, if you have questions about the Caring Place or what they do or how you can get involved or maybe you need help, you know, it's a great day to come down um, get some photos with Santa and talk to these people that really have the knowledge to, you know, if you're having some physical abuse problems or other issues, even mentally, mental abuse, um, at any age, they, they, they'll, they'll give you some, ha- some help. So definitely worth coming to check out. But anyways, free photos, free pictures, so free Santa. So that's this week, a uh, couple days from now, right? Because it's yeah. Tuesday, so it's, we're talking Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're, Good. we're getting the yard ready and we'll have the music going throughout the yard. So it, it should be our, it's usually our big, biggest night of the year. Um, and it's an opportunity to kind of get out there and meet people and, you know, shake hands and say, hey, you know, thank you guys for coming out and seeing our lights and, and being part of this. Wow. Well, that's good. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see Councilman Sims down there. <laughs> that invite is official. All you know I what? Can say is it is possible. 
bring your mini recorder and you can interview some people as you're walking around the yard too. Yeah, that that could for happen. The show, the ma- for the show, for the show. Is the Mandalorian showing up? I think he better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The other thing too is, uh, and and we've got to get to our guests. But the uh, this past weekend, the other thing too that I kind of want to mention, I took a group of kids into Chicago and uh, we took a wonderful form of transportation, Chicago Dash. Uh, it conveniently leaves from downtown Valpo and, and heads to downtown Chicago, and it was really neat. And uh, one of the other neat things is uh, I've been doing this for, I don't know, about 20 years now, and uh, or however long the Dash has been around. It's been a long time. And we had a couple of our uh, kids from the years past work in Chicago because it's a convenient way to get there on the Dash, and they made more money. So it was neat to, to kind of oh, cool. see all that happens. Yeah. See, and I just thought you ditched school that day, ditched work, and we're out in Chicago living <laughs> large. I didn't know you had the kids with you. Yeah. But it was you I and know. the wife. <laughs> no, my God. It was uh, 18 uh, students, and awesome. we went to the Palmer House, and I gave them some uh, brownies from the 1793, oh, 1893 uh, World's Fair recipe, which actually the brownie was developed in Chicago at the Palmer House. So it was a neat little history thing. Um, so you were alive before they invented the brownie? I was. I was. <laughs> that's my one. That's my one. That's, that, that's a secret that people aren't supposed to know, but uh, <laughs> I guess you, you let the cat out of the bag. That's all right. I'll, uh, the Grinch will take care of you on Thursday. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and but actually, have, the Grinch is really interactive, too, which would be cool. The kids will love him. He's very good with kids, and uh, you know he does the, the, the Grinch stuff. He's not just the quiet Grinch. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Good. No, no. That's okay. That's, that's, yeah, Grinch is what Grinch does. You're exactly right. <laughs> so, that's, so he's going to steal my candy cane if I get one? Is he going to pour chocolate Oh, he's on coming me? at you. He's, Ste- he's coming at my, you. <laughs> If the other councilman gave me a gift, I would imagine he would steal it. But since the other councilman doesn't give me a gift, I guess I don't have to worry about it being stolen. No, I just got Joy a gift. I, you know, only the pretty one gets a gift. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we have uh, been. Uh, let, yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, with all this ramble, let's get our, uh, let's get yeah. our guests on. They're, uh, they're really cool. It's uh, Hans and Lisa Scheller. And uh, hello, you guys. Hello. How you guys doing? <laughs> now, I, I have to say that, Hans, I, uh, I met you, what was it, about three weeks ago now at the Correct. Unity Cafe? Yes. We, uh, we sat across each other, had a nice conversation, and I detected a, uh, a bit of a German accent. And uh, that was really something, not, not necessarily unique, but it's not an everyday conversation to get in someone who has a a, a neat uh, European accent and uh, it, we went on and had a nice chat and I said you need to come on our show and and here you are and then now I will tell you I've got a bit of an advantage on Andy uh, I did a little little stalking of, of you guys on the internet Uh-oh. and found that, that there's this there's this book from fear to faith a family's journey with addiction recovery and grace <laughs> the what Lisa that's our book yeah, oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, I wouldn't let Greg. Greg, Greg will take uh, take credit for that. So I'm glad you called it out. Thank you for stocking us. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, the people you interview. Yes, and I will tell you that some of the sto- one of the stories in there, I found. I, I've got to ask you about it right right now, so I don't forget. You guys were up at a gift shop up in Michigan, and. It was a, you guys are big in a nautical and lighthouse stuff, which is crazy because I am too. And on the wall of this place was a license plate size sign that said, what, Home of the Shellers? Yes. Something yeah, like that? Actually, yeah, it was on our um, honeymoon and it was up in Door County. Okay. So that Wisconsin. would be Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin. And we were just walking around like a cluttered antique shop and we just walked around the corner and... There's a the big nautical thing painted on it, a piece of slate that um, mm-hmm. is about license plate size, like you said, and it said um, "Home of the Shellers" on it. So <laughs> we looked at it and said, "Oh wow, this is uh, this is." This and it was our crazy. anniversary. Yeah. I mean, no, it was our um, <laughs> honeymoon. So we're like, yeah. "Oh, wouldn't they know That's that?" That's awesome. And so and when you went to the counter, counter that yeah, was I even think. funnier. What happened when you went to purchase this thing? I took it to the counter and I showed it to the lady who uh, was checking us out and I said I'd like to buy this and she said oh okay okay what's your last name so I can go ahead and get one made with your last name on I said no I want this one and she, was, <laughs> she got a confused look on her face I said our name is Scheller 
<laughs> the people who own the antique store is named Scheller also. That's why we have <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that a yeah. crazy coincidence? <laughs> so so what did they sell you that one or did they make another one for you? That's that's the one we bought right off the wall. I asked for a discount but they said no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. I, I was just... See, when I look at stuff like that, you know, and we, we, we see coincidences, and I think sometimes people don't... I don't know. They don't notice them as much, or they don't pay as much attention to them. But there's got to be something to that. You know, like, what made you walk into that store, uh, you know, when you did, and uh, and, and you noticed it? and It's just kind of... I don't know. I always... And I think in your book, too, as a theme, like, things were you know, happen for a reason or it's meant to be kind yeah. of stuff. And um, Did you read the like book, that. Greg? I read up to page. Oh, it's right cool. in front of me here. Uh, yeah, 87. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So anyways, Hans and Lisa are authors. Is that why they're on the show? You didn't really introduce what well, they're, why yeah. they're here today. <laughs> well, they're not only authors, but they are, I mean, community activists. They, uh, Lisa's had, uh, they both had small businesses. Awesome. Uh, engagements in the community uh church and i saw okay and here's one for you andy mm-hmm. one of the people that they know very well and that has a little dedication in the book is somebody that we had on our show and who's also our uh, our prosecutor uh dist- our district attorney uh gary german oh yeah, really oh one of our really good friends but we yep. would not be here today if it wasn't for mr german and his family See, it's, it's, they were very um, influential in our uh, family recovery. Well, Lisa, do you want to let, let's introduce that now? Let's uh, okay. let's go into your story, and and I'm sure we you know we'll have some questions along the way, and yep. and, and you guys were co authors of the book. Is that how it worked? Yes. Awesome. So okay. It was Thank about you. Three years ago, when I had reached out to an uh, editor up in Chicago and told them told him that I wanted to tell my side of the story about family recovery because um, there's a lot of focus on people that are um, in addiction and they're getting the help that they need, but what about the family? Because the fam- it's a family disease. So mm-hmm. um, where's the help for the family? And I wanted people to know that we were your neighbors next door and this was happening in our house and we didn't talk about it. You know, if you talked about it, then, you know, it was a taboo. So when this all came to a head 10 years ago, there wasn't as much help out there as there is today, which is just phenomenal. Um, so the book starts, so I reached out to the editor and he said, well, how, what is your story? So I told him the story and he goes, well, how would your husband feel if he would tell his side of the story? So yeah. you would tell your side of the story and he'd tell his side of the story um, simultaneously of what was going on during this time so you could hear from both the family and the addict. And I'm like, um, we've got this far, and I'm not really sure I want to do a project like that, you know, because we had done so much along the way together. So um, <laughs> we agreed to do it, and um, so Hans did his part, and I did my part, and we didn't talk to each other about what we were writing. We just oh, wow. in regards to the different timelines. We, we didn't know that there was a timeline, so what are we going to be writing about? And then... Um, we then got together probably a year before it was published, and we started putting it together on how we wanted it to be um, actually put together as a book. So were you so guys writers before that, or did you just kind of decide to start it, writing? It was three years prior to uh, – it was three years last February, so it's been about three and a half years when we started the process, and then a year later is when COVID hit, and then we just – you know, th- life happened and everything was going on, and we had, as we say in the book, we have two daughters, and mm-hmm. one of them just graduated from VU in the spring, and she's a kindergarten teacher now. And then oh. we have another one that's at Valparaiso University, and she's in the sorority, so she's uh, she's a junior at Valparaiso University now. Um, okay. Well, Lisa, let me, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, okay, you talked to this editor, and he suggests that you get Hans involved. What was that conversation of Hans? Um Hey, honey, I've got this idea, or, uh, hey, I've got (laughs) something for you to do. Because I am the idea person in our family. (laughs) I'm always an idea, so maybe that's good and bad, what we've done. But, um, yeah, so I said, you know, uh, the editor, he asked if maybe we wanted to do a co-project together. And Hans looked at me and he goes, you want me to do what? And I'm like, like, would you be interested in telling your story? And 
um, <laughs> how do you feel about that? And he's like, oh, okay. And, and which is, this is kind of unusual too, because I'm not a reader and I'm not a writer. And I was oh. like, after I committed to it, I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> well, you start writing the book in February and the book's going to be done in June and you're going to be able to publish it. Well, no, that was not exactly how it went. <laughs> um, it does how it works on TV. It, I'm like, um, run, run on sentences. Where's the punctuation go? And mm. when you talk about coincidence, as I was getting in the process of doing this, um, and our story started to open up to people, a friend that or we had a mutual friend, and this friend said her, she was having problems with her brother, and she said, you need to reach out to Lisa and talk to her because I think she can help you. So I met with this friend, and we talked and everything. Well, come to find out, she is actually an author. And so <laughs> he walked alongside of me and helped me with my portion of the book. And I was like, again, God's working in ways that I would have never imagined that. So That's awesome. Um, that, is, I, that is cool. Yeah, so... Um, I would not have been able, and so I would take, do a chapter, and then I'd send it to her, and she'd send it back, and I'd write another chapter. She'd, you know, help me out, and so, yeah, so it was awesome that that's just exactly how that happened. All these red marks and X's, and what were you thinking, and circles, and <laughs> exactly. th- just like a fifth grade essay. <laughs> right, right, and then it was kind of lagging on, and is this ever going to happen, and then our editor had gotten sick, and then we couldn't get a hold of him, and we're like, oh my gosh, is this really even going to happen, is this what we're really supposed to be doing, and then along the road, I'm telling my friend, like, are you sure this is what we're supposed to be doing, she said, yes, everybody needs to know, because there are more people out there than you realize that really need this help, and wow. so um, then in April, I had left a job that I was at over the, over the um, COVID, and um, within a month, our editors called me out right before Memorial Day, and he said, Lisa, your book is at Amazon. You can order a copy, and it'll be there on Monday. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, they didn't even give you? That's how it happened right after I had left this job in April. It was a month later, and he called me, and I'm like, are you kidding? He goes, nope, get it, and then read it, and then you'll be able to tell if there's any other edits that you need to make. <laughs> and when that arrived, I was like, oh, this, you got to be kidding. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That is pretty cool, though. And but then I, I guess in my my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you produce this book, and they send you a nice hard copy and gold, you know, yeah. whatever, or a nice leather jacket, and hey, yeah. congratulations, and all that stuff. So it's uh, just go buy one yourself, huh? <laughs> right. So well, yeah, because I we picked it up from Amazon, and then um, what ended up happening after that is we could purchase the books for ourselves to sell to us. If we go through Amazon, they give us your, you know, your royalties. But if we order them and we have them on hand, which we we have several on hand, we've done some book signings and some other events. So um, we had yeah, a, big, a big book signing in July and then been to Barnes & Noble. We've been to some um, uh, recovery places and have done some um, presentations. So, yeah. Wow. So I'll have to bring mine to the Unity Cafe and when you guys go, I can uh, have it autographed. Yeah, absolutely. For a small donation. <laughs> so I have a question. You guys were talking about this this book that you guys wrote, and you guys wrote it together. Um, and if this is not appropriate to ask, then you can just tell me. But which one was the addict, and which one was working through it, or is that not something that I should be asking? Oh. <laughs> No, once you read the book, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> read okay. it quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. And, uh, yeah, I had gone through, uh, when I was younger, kind of, I would say, relatively typical, um, you know, drinking on weekends, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my early, my late 30s, actually, early 40s, um, there's things called significant life events that okay. are marriage, divorce, changing a job, moving, on and on. Um, Not necessarily negative, but just life events. Mm -hmm. And I had 11 of them in about four years. Oh, my goodness. And uh, it was, uh, that is when I actually started to really spiral. And, uh, you know, that's when the addiction started to get, uh, you know, much, much worse. Um, Three different uh, rehabs and... uh, you know, then, and I'm not sure if you're on page 87, you've quite gotten to the part where, uh, you know, everything kind of turns around for uh, for me and the family. So, yeah, yeah, so we had met, we both had worked for the Boys and Girls Club, and I'm originally from Minnesota and moved here in um, 19, 
97, I guess it was, I worked for the Boys and Girls Club in Minnesota, and then I they were hiring a development director, and that's what I did, fundraising. And then Hans and I had hooked up, and um, and we were much older when we had kids, and we both knew we wanted to have a family, and we connected and um, got married, and then we instantly had Hannah, and then a couple of years later, we had Delaney, uh. and... Um, we ended up having our own businesses, and uh, the 2006-2008 era came around, and when everything kind of went haywire, haywire with the um, yeah, the economy crashing, the, the economy, and, yeah, right, you yeah. know, and yeah. just kind of like some stuff that we're dealing with right now, which is ironic that the book came out now because we've been hearing all these things, and then um, <laughs> you know we couldn't get a handle on it. And as I was trying to control more and more things, then Hans was out drinking and doing his thing, and I didn't really know how heavy he was drinking. I thought he was just drinking beer, and we were out with some friends socializing like y'all do. And I didn't realize that he was drinking hard liquor on the side. So as you know, we know with addiction, it's a progressive disease. But mm-hmm. I'll tell people when I moved here from Minnesota, wanted a new life and thought, you know, this is going to be great. People why moving to Indiana. Well, you know, it's mm-hmm. an hour from Chicago. And then, you know, my parents were an hour from Minneapolis and I can just hop on the plane, go home. And my dad always said to me, well, you know you where you've been, but you don't know where you're going. And I'm like, okay, yeah. because you can always come home. Yeah, and I'm like, yep, that's right. So I get here, and I say to people today, 24, 23 years later, we're still married. I said, <laughs> I never thought back then that I would say, I, I'm going to marry Hans, and he's going to be an alcoholic. And our life is going to yeah. be turned upside down, you know? That wasn't, like, the plan of why you got together. So, um, but... See, now... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned something, and, and, and you can, you know, again, if we, if either one of us mentions something that's a little too uh, personal, whatever, feel free to just say, you know, something like, nope, go on to something else. Yeah, but, uh, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, you know, when Hans was drinking a lot, and you had said you couldn't tell, that, I mean, I think that's almost more common than we might know, because he was, if you couldn't tell, and you're living with him, that means he was fully functioning, and like a normal thing, right? I mean, and and it yeah, wasn't until you found the bottles that you thought, right? Yeah, there's there's the phrase uh, functioning alcoholic, which uh, you know, in some some aspects might sound like okay, they're able to to uh, to deal with life. Uh, in reality, it's just basically that you're just hanging on and and just white knuckling it every day just to be able to uh, to make it through the day. And, uh, yeah, it got to the point where I drank nothing but beer early on. And then towards the end, I never drank. I didn't drink beer probably the last seven, eight years of uh, my addiction. It was strictly vodka. Oh, and wow. uh, so, yeah, I was I was functioning to a certain level. And, uh, you know, eventually just got really tired of functioning. I wanted to thrive. Well, and so, I think what happens when you have an addiction like that, and, and I have to say, like, preface this, but, that I didn't come from a family that was, you know, drinking alcoholic, you know, we didn't have that. I mean, people drank, but it wasn't, like, as, you know, visible, and um, so it was, like, I, I would say that I was blindsided by his behavior because, you know, I was so busy running my business and raising the girls and doing this, this, and that, and we had built a new house, and, you know, life got preoccupied that I didn't really realize how much he was drinking, but as I learned more and educated myself about the disease, that it's a progressive disease, so you're not getting the same high, you know, it's just like drugs that you were getting yeah. before, so you're going to drink more, and you're going to drink more, to and then to escape all the negative that's happening because all of a sudden things started to, you know, come to a head and things mm-hmm. started to crum- start crumbling down as far as having the big house and having the business and everything was just, you know, totally out of control. Right. Well, you had, I, I and, and in your book too, gosh, sounds like, you know, you wanted to build this awesome house and you bought the land up in Jackson Township, which of course yeah. Andy's going to be excited about because that's up his way. North, and, North County, baby. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was, I, I tell you what, I was reading the part where you were so excited, you found this land and then you had Hans look at it and he was excited and he got his good buddy to build it, you know, you feel confident and comfortable. Hey, yep. this is going to be great. And all of a sudden, it sounded like one disaster after another after that. And it was like, oh my gosh, how, how, you know, can you? What do you say about that? <laughs> 
Yeah, so basically, you know, it was, you know, you're starting a new life, your business is going really well. Our business was going well. We had a gift basket business and then it turned into um, kind of like the welcome wagon where we were doing gift baskets with the title companies and giving out, you know, new homeowner baskets and I was doing mm -hmm. business with the casinos. I had four casinos, I was doing baskets and things were wow. just really thriving, you know, but then the economy hits and it's we got caught between um, everything going really good to everything within six months our house had depreciated $150,000 you know oh like, my gosh you wow. know you build this real brand new construction home and all of a sudden you're like getting into this situation and then you want to sell it and then six you know six nine months later it's like maybe we got in over our heads and this was even yeah. before I knew Hans was a full-fledged alcoholic and I'm like okay maybe we took on too much stuff you know the economy's going crazy it's going yeah. downhill, and then I reached out to a real estate company, and she goes, "Nope, your house is only worth, you know, three fifty versus the five hundred, you know." And I was like, mm -hmm. "What? You know, now we're already <laughs> turned upside down. Now what do we do? You know?" So it wasn't yeah. even like we could get out from underneath it. Oh, and that's having got to be worse for someone like Hans that's going through um, a tough situation at that time. And obviously you too, Lisa. I don't mean to downplay that no, situation. No, no, no. But, no, but no, I mean, no, my no, God, no, you no, probably no, just want to no, drink no. more. Yeah. Well, you know, he's the, you know, the dad, the father, the yeah. husband, the person yeah. who, you know, wants to make a good life. You know, this, and the person who built our house was his best friend. You oh. know, and his best friend is for 20-some years and then decided he too was in a tough spot. So he was going to take advantage of the situation as well and we had no idea so all this was happening like wow yeah. i mean i i can't i didn't read the book and greg you can't give away too many too much of the book because people need <laughs> to buy it um but i will well, say that yeah. what i'm gathering and it's still early in the conversation but what i'm gathering is that uh Hands is very lucky to have, uh, first of all, to identify it. And because obviously if you're, you have that kind of problem, you have to take steps internally. But to have a lady, a wife, a, a, a solid partner like Lisa, sounds like he's, he got pretty lucky there too. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, for sure. And uh, every day, you know, and now I'm absolutely able to um, appreciate it even more back then. It was there, and I didn't even really appreciate it as much as as I should have. I just know that, mm -hmm. you know, that it was there. But now the the appreciation is there. But you're right, Andy. As far as taking steps, first step is admitting that you're powerless. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, that's that's actually the hardest step of all. If, uh, until you can get to that first one and really um, believe it deep down, you know, you're nothing is going to change really. So once I started to admit that. And uh, another big change was that I realized that when I was uh, actually in uh, Halfway House in Southern Indiana, I realized that uh, alcohol wasn't even my problem. My problem was me. Oh, that's interesting. And until I was able to figure myself out, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to do anything as far as the alcohol. I could ch I could try to stop drinking, but until I um, fixed the what was deep down that I had mm -hmm. problems with, emotionally mentally nothing was going to change from the alcohol i mean it was you know it was just uh i was just you know fighting a losing battle because nothing was going to change until i figured myself out and then i could um you know then i could start to work on the the drinking part and then another at one meeting somebody had told me which was another there were a lot of little aha moments not one <laughs> big lightning bolt but somebody told me at a meeting that um, that they looked at alcoholism completely wrong. They looked at it as that sobriety was the gates of heaven opening up to let them in. And uh, that's completely wrong. That is completely wrong. What sobriety is, is the gates of hell opening to let you out. <laughs> that, oh. wow. Wow. And, and when you look at it from that yeah. perspective, that makes now, sense. I can live, now I can live the same awesome stressful, amazing, crappy life that everybody else does. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And now, I think, uh, oh, go ahead, Lisa. Oh, and I was just going to say, you know, um, we are both, you know, of course, Hans is recovering alcoholic and we're on the recovery side of the family unit. But when really things hit the fan for me or just really like, I really realized I had gone to an online meeting and they said to me, you can't cure it, which I wanted to cure so bad because I wanted it to go away. I didn't mm -hmm. want to continue to live like this, and I wanted him to be better. I didn't want him to have to 
um, that I didn't cause it, which when somebody does have a problem like that, they're going to blame everybody but themselves for it. And, you know, I can't cure it, I can't cause it, and I can't control it, which I wanted to control because when you get into a situation and you have somebody coming home that you don't know that's been drinking and how much he's been drinking and he's disrupting the whole family, you want to control it, you know, so you it's like you become a helicopter mom or a helicopter wife or what have you. But the one thing that they told me is you can contribute, you know, and you can contribute positively or negatively. And I found myself contributing negatively, like very, very. Because you were angry? So angry, so disappointed, so sad. So like, why are you doing this to your family? How can you, you know, continue to, you know, it was just in after talking to a lot of people now, since the book's been released, a lot of people have that same feeling, you know, it's like, they're so mad at this person. Like, why can't you just stop drinking? Why are you continuing to drink as much as you are? Now, and then I came to find out, you know, as I learned more about it, that it's a disease of the brain, you know, and um, people can say, nope, they're just a junkie or they're this, this or that. But when they've been addicted to it, that's what they need, their brain needs. And it's a different kind of recovery process. And then the more you educate yourself about it, the more you can have a little bit more compassion and empathy for it. So, well, here's a question for you guys. It, okay, so you kind of figured out what caused it with Hans, or Hans, you, you, you know. Is there something that you can suggest to other people that might be listening to say, oh, my gosh, I want to make sure I don't fall into that trap or that, or someone else that they are with don't want to fall. Is there some kind of a advice or something that you can alert people to that, hey, if this happens, this might be the next step, or... Is, does anything like that exist? I, I, I don't know. Well, the most important thing that, uh, that you can have, and actually it's one of the things that, is, that might be one of the most difficult in addiction, is uh, to communicate. You need to get information. It's not something that's easy to share, but if you or your loved one has um, an inkling that there might be a problem, it, it's super important to go out and, uh, and talk to somebody, even if you go to... Um, you know, even if you're not sure, go to an open uh, AA meeting and, you know, you can talk to people. Some of the people there are are amazing. My Friday night group in Chesterton is, uh, um, we had uh, actually gone through a few months ago and uh, totaled up and there were over 300 years of sobriety at that meeting. And uh, the knowledge that you can get for somebody who, you know, is is new and may not even know you know, if they are, they can find out information like that firsthand. Um, so that, I mean, communication and just finding out as much information about it as you can is, is super important. And that there are a lot more resources out there today than people can ever imagine. Like when we were going through this, it was just taking your finger through the yellow pages and like, is that oh. going to be a good um, place for him to go? Where can we go to get the help? But now... Ten years later, there's so much help out there because the community realizes that this is a problem. And, and there's a stigma about it, but let's raise the stigma and say, you know what? There are people out there that need help, and we need to be a community of people who can help with giving the care to the um, families and the roots that had it. Well, and I I think you're 100% right. And I think addiction has touched pretty much everybody's life in our community in some way, shape or form, not as direct as as you guys. But um, so I guess to expand a little bit on Greg's question. So um, Hans talked about what he would do if if it, it was the person having a problem. But what if it's my brother or my sister or, you know, a cousin? How do I address that? Do do I say something? Do I ask him? I mean, that's a tough. Uh, what do you guys suggest, or how to well, normally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I would basically say, if you did see that there was a problem, I would not talk to them when they're under the influence, but maybe okay. get them when they are. You know that they have not been drinking, and sit down with them on you know a like constant communication. You know, sit down with them and you know just friend to friend or brother to brother. You know, I notice that this is something that's affecting you your family do you think that this is something that you're having an issue with if you need help is to reach out um and there's like i said there's so many different um resources now just recently in the past six or i guess it's not been six months oh yeah it might be six months now um i started a podcast with a friend of mine it's called healing with human connections and we address issues of substance abuse and mental health and we bring people on there from all over the community uh, Porter County, Lake County, um, LaPorte County, 
experts in the field. Will you, will you repeat that again, what the name is, just in case our listeners wanted to follow it? It was Healing with Human... Healing with Human Connections. Great. Thank you. And there's a um, Facebook page in regards to it, and then it's also posted on YouTube and all the different uh, platforms that you can get. And um, so it's just different experts around that Mental Health of America or therapists, or we had Christy from Recovery Connections on there. And just getting the word out that nobody should be ashamed of it and there's no judgment you know there are people out there that want to help and get people moving in the right direction wow that's really uh, uh yeah that is there something else that um like hans you you mentioned your group up in um the uh uh chesterton how do people get involved right. in that one well that's uh that's actually an aa meeting and uh you know, people can, um, if they think they have any kind of, they don't have to say, well, I'm a full, I'm definitely an alcoholic. If you have an, if you just need more information, if you think you have a problem, um, you can go to that meeting. You can actually go online and you would be amazed at how many meetings. I would say in Porter County alone, there's probably uh, 50 to 60 different AA, NA meetings. Um, really? Wow. Go to. Yeah. That's or great. they can just reach out. Hans is a recovery coach now mm-hmm. for Recovery Connections, and that's where we're actually sitting right now. He is um, does that Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Anybody can reach out to him. The services at Recovery Connections are free. They're through um, PACT, which is... Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what co- uh, Recovery Connections is? Is that something... Yeah. We're part of, uh, part of uh, PACT, Prisoners and Community Together. So mm-hmm. the services that we offer... Um, we're on Don Hubby Drive, kind of by the uh, street department, and we offer recovery coaches. That means we're not therapists or counselors, but we're somebody who has been through um, addiction, and we can be a resource. We can be a guide. We can um, give people answers and get them on the right uh, on the right track. Some of uh, I've got about ten clients here. I'm uh, also a personnel manager at uh, Thorgren's during the day, and then I do this three evenings a week. And I've got about 10 clients, and some of them uh, come in through uh, Veterans Court or Restoration Court through the court system. Some mm-hmm. of them are people who just come in and say, can you help me? And again, we, we provide all of that uh, free of charge. Um, we help people get to uh, court meetings. We um, offer... Uh, Lyft and Uber rides, and so we offer, we give advice on housing, meeting, anything um, relating to uh, to addiction, basically. That sounds like a great organization. I appreciate explaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you guys were talking a little bit about uh, Gary earlier, Gary Germain, and what was, what's is there a story there, or is that in the book, you don't want to ruin it, or how did he, you said he kind of changed your lives? Well, early on, and it goes back, again, this is, you had mentioned coincidences early, and, and <laughs> the, as life goes on, I kind of look at coincidences are kind of God's way of staying anonymous. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it started, I, I started the boys' high school soccer team in, uh, at Valpo High School. And uh, one of the first classes there was uh, this kid whose last name was German. And I didn't know them from anybody. And then I became, and uh, so I coached, uh, believe it was Scott, for two years. Then uh, I was a director at the Boys and Girls Club, and there were some more kids named Gurman who came through the Boys and Girls Club, <laughs> as well as a number of others. But uh, so that's my first um, run in with Gary and Beth, and Beth was on the board of directors at the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, we got to be really. You know, close along with uh, you know with Lisa also through the Indiana Do This Great Banquet. It's a non-denominational church group. We have um, two different um, weekend retreats out of Camp Lawrence on 700 North. Oh, cool! Every year, and it's uh, it, it's an amazing organization. Also, it's yeah, Indiana Do This Great Banquet. And uh, so Gary was there. He was there at uh, when I had a suicide attempt. Gary was one of the two people who came to see me at Fort Stark. Oh, it got that bad. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. And, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. 
can I go say? So actually what happened too is we were going to one church and then when this happened, um, we kind of got away from the church and then we had ended up moving in with some friends of ours that said, hey, you know what, you want to come to our church? And that was one of the local churches. And then that's where they, Gary and Beth were going to church at the time. Wow. Yeah. wow. So then we, so again, it's one of those things. And through our journey, we like to call it our journey, God just mm-hmm. kept putting, placing people in our lives. And some people who were people that we had known way back during our Boys and Girls Club time, because as a development director, you're out there raising funds, knowing a lot of people in the community. And then, you know, Hans has lived here since he was three, you know, so he knows many people throughout the community. But it's, it was interesting how these people kind of came back into our lives in, in different state. I mean, just in a different capacity. Yeah. Um, and we had been away from the Boys and Girls Club for 10 years and then started attending this church. And then when things kind of got crazy, uh, Gary then stepped up and he was just there as a friend for Hans and kind of walked along the journey with him and just kind of knew like what was because that was not something that was unfamiliar familiar to him what you know as a, a defense attorney and so he knew you know and um, but he he was the one that said to me um, this is just a valley of darkness Lisa you know we're all going to go through these valleys of darkness and you're going to come out on the other side and I remember this clearly sitting on some steps just crying to him on the phone and he's just like this is just a valley of darkness and it's going to be okay these are just the details of life and you're going to see it on the other side well when you're going through it you don't see you can't Mm -hmm. even see behind your hand but I mean in front of your hand but looking back I just said, you know, I, I remember all these things. And then when I sign the books to people, they'll go, well, I don't remember doing that. Or I wish I could have done more. And I'm like, but you don't realize that what you did do was so impactful in our life. And um, so anyways, he's just been along this journey. But that's, and that's so, awesome. And he's read our book. And we actually have used our books in the restoration courts for um, Porter County. They bought some books and they give them out to all their graduates. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. So can you guys tell, uh, and again, I don't know, want to ruin the book, so if this is uh, uh, the big point of it, what was the time, what, what woke you up, Hans? I mean, what said, hey, it's time to get help? What made you kind of open your eyes? Or is that something you don't want to talk about? No, we had, and that's, that's one thing, too, is that uh, when we wrote the book, we realized we were going to have to be completely transparent because trying to keep things kind of covered up or minimize it or anything like that, was not going to have the same positive effect as if we uh-huh. uh, shared everything. So um, ended up that I was at pretty much rock bottom. And uh, I, I was going to say, when you hit rock bottom, you know, the shovel that you dig with, you drop it. And when you drop it, you either give up completely or you start to climb out. One of the two. Uh, those are the only two options. I ended up uh, leaving here, and I don't even remember driving from Valparaiso to where I ended up, which was down by Jeffersonville, Indiana. Oh, my goodness. To Indianapolis, Lafayette. Wow. don't remember a thing. I woke up on a ditch on Highway 65, and I just started walking. And uh, I ended up being in a hotel for 10 days. I was in uh, until... Um, they found me. I was in a uh, hospital getting detox for four days. And I ended up at a um, halfway house down in southern Indiana. And that's where, actually, it, it started to, you would think initially, that is where it couldn't get any worse. Actually, that's where it started to get better. Uh-huh. Because we had distance for six months. I went to 190 meetings in 180 days. And oh, my goodness. Day. That's all I did. And Lisa was able to um, be here. She had distance. She didn't have to worry about me coming home at night if I was going to come home at night. So she was able to, you know, get a little bit of uh, emotional distance from all of the uh, the things that were happening. And that's when I started to, um, like I said, work on myself as opposed to just, I'm just going to stop drinking and this is what I'm going to do to do that. No, I started to work on on myself and uh, some some wonderful uh, things started to happen and they involved gratitude and uh, humility um, just acceptance to accept almost everything starts with acceptance because when you have acceptance 
and you stop fighting, then you can start to work on things. When you accept those things, then you can start to work on it. Um, and, and humility, so many people fight against humility. Well, humility is, it's not a bad thing. Humility is, is basically, you know, instead of uh, thinking of yourself, thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less often. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a, small, it's a small distinction, but, um, you know, you're not, I'm not bigger than anybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of everything around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same thing with gratitude. I've got a long memory, and I remember uh, <laughs> some of the things that I had uh, done. And I, I never, ever want to go back to, uh, to doing that or feeling that way again. So I assume that, I mean, this has been, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I assume it's been a positive influence on your kids seeing you go through this. And it's kind of, you know, let them be aware of the the pitfalls of drinking too much am i right or yeah absolutely and you know hannah were hannah and delaney were seven and nine at the time and i also you know um was very 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 blessed for a, a village of people that wrapped their arms around all of us and stepped in and helped take care of the girls and it was interesting during the, during that time when i would say hans is you know this or that, people would come out and go, oh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, or my dad's a recovering. I mean, it was kind of like opening up, and other people were sharing, like, oh, it's okay. I, my dad was an alcoholic. I, like, it was, I, I was just surrounded by some great people. But one of the things that I tell Hans um, is, if and no matter if we would have got back together or not, I mean, during that time, you know, I was only used to Hans being drunk. Like, I was only used to that Hans. You know, mm -hmm. when he came back, he was going to be somebody different because he's going to have different ideas and different boundaries. And it was going to be like getting to know him sober and um, knowing what I had been through with him. That's not, you know, what yeah. I always got. But I always knew deep down inside he was a great guy. I just knew he, he was hurting so bad and he did not want to live that life. But he didn't know how to get out of it. So long story short, I told him, I said, one of the greatest gifts you could have given your girls is to admit you have a drinking problem and That's to awesome. get the help that you need to break the generational um, generational gap there of, you know, this is not how we're going to handle things. And I'm not saying that the girls should not ever have a drink of wine. Yeah. You know, we got to do it responsibly. Mm -hmm. And I give credit to, um, and they don't know this, but I give credit to Associate Pete's because we had some phenomenal doctors that walked alongside the girls and would tell them because they knew that this was Hans and they would say, we're not going to medicate you for that. You're going to have to feel the pain sometime. You know, this is a hereditary thing that's in your in your genetics. So you're mm -hmm. going to have to. So they, they too, helped educate them. And Hannah and Delaney both will do. There's a teen retreat that goes along with that Indiana Dunes Great Banquet called um, Awakening. And it's for teens. And both the girls have stood up and have given their testimony. That's awesome. You know, my dad's an alcoholic, and then they'll tell the little story that goes behind it. And there are just lives that they have touched because at that age, which is a very was back then a very vulnerable high school age, mm -hmm. that nobody wants to talk about what's going on in their house because everybody else is living this normal life, which we all think is normal. <laughs> what is yeah. normal? Right. Um, have been able to stand up or be able to know that somebody's there to care. So. That's amazing. And, and I think it's even cooler that you like sober hands because apparently you decided to stick with them. I, I assume you guys are still together. We just really count our blessings. And yeah. um, there was a time I did, and it's in the book, but there was a time I did want to divorce him. And I said, this is it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I had was at my rock bottom of it too, but God mm -hmm. had a different plan. And uh, that's in the book, so I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I, I definitely want to read it. You've got me excited now. Because you're openly talking about it, but, you know, you want to read the book and see. But, you know, there, God just had a different plan on how that was going to be. And um, when we started to take that into consideration that he's 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 in control, he's ultimately in control. And we the more we um, avoid fighting it and just letting him bless us, then, you know, um, we have lived a much happier life. Was was God not as involved in your life before you guys um, the, the this this the drinking problem came to light, or is it kind of? Yeah. yeah. 
I was raised a Lutheran, so oh, okay. back in Minnesota, you know, we went to, I was, ever since I was young, you know, baptized, uh, first communion, you know, confirmation, the whole works, and mm-hmm. um, and that was my background, and then when we came, when I came to Minnesota, or to Indiana, we went to uh, a Lutheran church as well, and we got married over at VU, and oh, cool. uh, both the girls were baptized, and um, then when the girls got a little bit older, I said to Hans, we need to start going to church more. And he was not from, he wasn't raised in the church. He was baptized mm-hmm. and Catholic, but he wasn't raised to have the church. And I always knew that, you know, that there was a little foundation in me about that. But then the more our life got crazy, mm-hmm. the more we, we um, got away from it. Because we were just trying to keep up with the day-to-day life of craziness. I mean, we didn't have yeah. time for oh, that. Yeah. But then when we were called back to church by some friends, um, that's when we started to really see him working great things in our life. And just about maybe 10, 15 years now is actually when Hans has started to, um, he used to think he'd go to church and he would know all the people in Valpo and he would just social hour, you know? Like. <laughs> He's kissing babies, shaking hands. <laughs> that's right, pretty much. And when I was a kid, it's like my, I, I was baptized and my mom and dad pretty much thought I was good to go then. You know, didn't need to do anything else. <laughs> See, and I, I kind of lost my faith uh, in the 20s, my 20s, and, and I regained it in my early 30s. And uh, that's why I was asking that question. It really, it helped me kind of uh, settle down and grow up and, and understand mm-hmm. things and have uh, a, a more fullness in my life. And not saying that that's right for everybody. I, no, I'm no. sorry. And, that's what, and then people will say that, you know, the, even people in recovery will say, well, what if I'm not a believer? You know, like, what if, I, what if I don't believe in that? And then we'd say, like, the other night we had the opportunity to talk at um, Heartland uh, Wellness Center uh, in mm-hmm. Lowell to about 60 um, of their clients and you know one person said what if I don't believe you your book is a lot about faith and how God worked in your life and, and we do credit that to it because we wouldn't be here today if you know we we truly believe that but you know Hans will always say that in the you know 12 step there's a higher power it doesn't matter if it's the oak tree in your backyard mm-hmm. or whatever that is it's got to be bigger than who you are mm-hmm. because and again we too were not put on this earth to walk this life alone you know and a lot of times we want to live on our own little silo and um we're actually there to be a part of community and um help each other you know we're very blessed today that we are those people that can now walk alongside and give hope to people no, and you guys sound like you're doing, not only um, have you changed lives for your family for the better, but you're actively trying to change other people's lives and, and bring it to the forefront. So I love that. I just want to let you guys know, we yeah, got about seven you. and a half minutes, okay? I just, yeah. whatever you got to say, I just wanted to let you know. No, but we appreciate that because we do want people to, and that was the purpose behind the book. The book was written so if we could help change one life, mm-hmm. if we could just help somebody then that was worth the book because you know we are not ashamed because we feel that life is a journey and it's not a destination and god has a big plans for our story and we would have never walked that story if we um, were not there to share it with other people mm-hmm. well and we haven't done a station in denver this is wvlp 103.1 fm and this is porter county buzz uh, one of your hosts, Greg Sims. The other host, Andy Bozek. And, uh, oh, we're sponsored today, too, by the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, the uh, Chequick Lodge Number 56, downtown Valparaiso. They're a wonderful organization that uh, does a lot of uh, good in our community. And uh, they were at the play last week, too. They, they donate money to the, uh, uh, the Limelight program for the Opera House. So that was kind of neat to see him there. Um, but anyways, we've got uh, Lisa and Hans uh, Scheller on. Oh, extraordinaire. Yes, extraordinaire. <laughs> we always throw that in there. And uh, it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating, heartwarming, heartfelt, honest story of some... And let's throw that out again. It's called um, From Fear to Faith, and it's on Amazon, um, and it's written by Hans and Lisa Scheller, so you can find it on there. I'm looking at it now. Um yeah. So about 19 bucks shipped to your door. I mean, it seems like and it'll arrive before Christmas. So right. Right. Get by, or get you by. can order it. I have oh, there you go. This. I have a company called Heart and Health. Heart mm-hmm. and Health. Um, so it's www.heartandhealth.com. Is it Heart and, and Health? Yeah, Heart and Health. 
Okay. And then the book, you can order the book on there. That comes through us, and then we will sign the books and mail them out. Well, what the All right, let's do it through there because it's going to be a better deal and more money in the yes. pockets. Let's not let's not let Jeff Bezos get any more of this yeah. this money. Well, you know. <laughs> He's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we would be happy to do that. And um, I'm a certified um, family recovery coach now, so I do walk alongside families that feel like if they're struggling or they need some help because we know that you know even if the addict doesn't want to get help, the family does need help because they're they're only going to start healing when they start taking care of themselves. Do you have an email address if someone wants to contact you for that yeah, or so, call you? Yep. yep. So you can reach me at Lisa, L-I-S-A, Scheller, S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R, 02, at gmail.com. Or there's a Heart and Health uh, Facebook page. And the message through there. I'm going to be happy to get back to them. That's great. No, we appreciate it and um, appreciate you getting that info out there. And if anybody has any questions for us or for Lisa or in hands, they can always reach out to us at PCBuzz, what is it, 103 at yahoo.com. Correct. Mm-hmm. Shoot us an email or shoot us a Facebook message. And um, if it's not a question for us, we'll just get it over to Hans and Lisa and let them directly contact you guys. Um, but th- these sound like some people that really have um, a good background and if, if mm-hmm. just need someone to talk to and say, hey, I'm not throwing you. I'm sorry, Lisa. I don't mean to be saying they could call you for this, but. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. And you know what? It is. It takes a village. And I was, we were very blessed, our village. Again, you know, you've mentioned some people, and we mentioned a lot of people in our book at the beginning because we wouldn't, you know, they were made such an impact in our life to get us to here we are. And many of them said, I can't even believe you went from here to there. A lot of friends that walked alongside of us. So, um, but that's the whole goal behind this. You know, however we can be of service is what we want to do. Good. Then I feel less bad for offering you out. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> now, do you have any book signings or some things coming up soon uh, that you want to uh, make an announcement about? Um, we don't have any at the moment. We will post them on um, the website, heartandhealth.com, or on our Facebook page, Heart and Health. Um, but we don't have any right before the holidays, but we are making connections with a couple of the local churches uh, to help with their, some of the recovery programs that they want to do come the new year. Um, so those will also be posted on there. And Hans does a one minute, um, one and a half minute video each week. He has a different uh, word that he chooses. Uh, this yesterday it was uh, grace and mercy. And he talks about grace and mercy and how his life was impacted by that. And just like little tidbits for people to remember, you know. That's awesome. I'm just looking at a picture of Hans here, and he's he's always smiling in all these pictures. Really, he's really nice smile, looks welcoming. Like this is the kind of guy I'd like to talk to. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you know, and they can and he, they can reach out to Hans here at Recovery Connections just to make a contact. And you know, it's no judgment. Absolutely, we walked alongside. You know, um, others have walked alongside of us, and um, even if you just got to talk to somebody just to see, am I right in the right spot? And you know, am I over exaggerating? I mean, we don't. It, it causes a mental, um, especially going on to, into the holidays when life can get really stressful. Oh, yeah. It can start to cause like a mental, you know, mental issues if you feel like you're going crazy dealing with someone that's drinking or if, you know, um, you just need somebody to talk to in regards to it. Or if you've lived with it for a long time and all of a sudden you're coming to realization that, you know what, I really do need somebody else to talk to. Well, that's awesome. Well, guys, we're down to a minute and a half. So is there anything else that you guys wanted to cover before we we head out? Uh, One thing I wanted to say about uh, what you talked about at the beginning is uh, that if there's anybody out there who's not gone by the Bozak house, I I, highly recommend (laughs) that. Because we we did for the first time last year, and now Sunset Hill and the Bozak house are two Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and uh, Sunset Hill is just kind of like driving through it. The Bozak House, you're actually helping the Caring Place, which is a fantastic organization. So, yes. yeah, couldn't be any better. So, Andy, if you could work on a little snow to make it a little better. <laughs> <be great. laughs> well, he's got a Grinch coming, so, you know. Yes. Believe me, I could deal with the snow up until Christmas. After Christmas, the snow yes. can go away, but right now. <laughs> of snow to make it feel like it's it, a little bit more holiday. It would make the pictures look better, too. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was so nice yep. to meet you, and, and thank you for all you do for our community. 
Yeah, we, we appreciate, appreciate it very you guys. much. So thanks for having us. You're yes. Welcome. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Take care. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right.